And one of my favorite beat writers, Andy Larson, who uh, covers them for the Salt Lake Tribune. Andy, that uh, I see today you're getting all kinds of positive reviews, that triple team you put out uh, on, a, um, on a nightly basis. I stay up late for that one. You're usually pretty good about getting it in quickly. Although at one point, man, it was behind the paywall, which is understandable. I mean, people should pay for that kind of content. But lately, Andy, I've been able to get on it without like having to jump through hoops. So I don't know what's happening, but um, it's very exciting to, to be uh, reading the, uh, the triple team every evening now boy last night was that not there was a lot to unpack and uh Andy, i i, I gotta say this donovan mitchell thing it does bring back horrible memories of the whole Kawhi leonard not trusting the the spurs you know rehab staff and medical staff and all that kind of thing i know we've got he's now saying everything's okay and they've announced he'll be ready for game two but dealing with that 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 had to be kind of a a, a wild scene last night yeah, for sure. You know, and it was it was just so unexpected. Like, you know, we we had talked to Mitchell multiple times in the leak weeding up to game one, and and uh, you know, he said on Thursday I'm 100 percent playing. He said hours before the game he was 100 percent playing. You know, said he could play 48 minutes if he needed to. Uh, said there was no pain, no soreness in that ankle. And then you know we hear this kind of shock announcement three hours before the game that uh, he's not going to be playing in it. And uh, clearly Donovan was upset and you know, you're right that that is the kind of scary situation where you, you can get into some Kawhi Leonard stuff where, you know, you have a, a significant disconnect with a team and player, and then that player wants to move on. Now, you know, I think there's some obvious differences, you know, it, it's actually kind of the same thing, but in, in, a, in the other direction, whereas the Spurs wanted Kawhi to play and Kawhi didn't want to play. This is the opposite. The jazz are kind of trying to protect Donovan, from re-injuring himself while Donovan wants to get out there. So, you know, basically what that means is while there is still that disconnect, it means that it can pretty pretty easily be solved by just putting Donovan Mitchell on the floor, just kind of capitulating a little bit from a Jazz point of view, letting him play, winning a game, and kind of getting the good feelings that result. But, like, yeah, this was definitely an own goal from the Jazz management to be to not communicate with this up front, not communicate with Donovan that they were considering holding him out. And... You know, ultimately, for it to be to go like this is a is a stain on the organization. You know, it was mm-hmm. was clearly some some poor decision making by someone at some point down the road. Yeah, and, and the other part of it is, as you documented, they didn't communicate well with the other players, and there they are having to answer like, "Yeah, I found out four o'clock today. It's not great." You know, and they didn't <laughs> want to make excuses. But I think Rudy may have uh, Rudy Gobert may have you know been the sort of the strongest with it. Sure, they they uh, this this is the I think as Rudy put it, which was nice of Rudy to say, this is the be- our best player. This is the best player on our team. Uh, so it's like he and uh, he and Donovan healed their relationship. Now we've got another we've got another fracture. So it, it uh, I would say that was a really odd thing for those players to get that news, even for a guy like Conley, who's probably seen a lot in his career. Uh, very, very awkward to find out at four or five at four o'clock in the afternoon before a game that this is how it's going to go down. Agreed, and like especially when you have that entire week off where you're practicing and preparing. You know, you have they had several lengthy practices to kind of set themselves up, and with Donovan Mitchell in there, and you know, by all accounts, he actually looked very good in those practices. Looked like he was ready to go. So, like, 
uh, that all of a sudden, you know, that, that Rudy Gobert and, you know, Mike Conley, et cetera, are surprised getting that text three hours before the game, you know, all of a sudden everything that you prepared for isn't, uh, you know, isn't the same. And so, you know, I think the Jazz looked really, their execution was really off last night. Um, you know, I thought obviously the turnover showed that. Some of the, the, the difficulties they had against Memphis's defense showed that. And, but it makes sense when you consider that they've been preparing in this completely different way for all week long. So, yeah, you know, I, I think it was a, a, a decision that has consequences on and off the floor. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, um, I, I jokingly said it earlier today, but I started wondering um, about uh, Dwayne Wade's involvement in, in any of this. You know, we kind of wondered to what extent he would play a role and he was going to be in there and have a hand in everything from top to bottom, and they really made a big deal out of this. Um, do, do, we, do we think he was involved in any way or was even – was was even let in on some of the decision making. What is what is uh, what is his level of involvement here? Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know. I haven't heard that he has been involved at all. You know, um, and, and I kind of expect that that was always going to be played up a little bit. That you know, Dwayne Wade, he, he does have to own at least one uh, percent of the Jazz in order for to to be a minority owner. But you know, he's not one of the three biggest owners of the Jazz, right? So. Um, you know, I think what it can do is kind of smooth out some tensions between management and players. You know, I think obviously Donovan Mitchell trusts Dwayne Wade and listens to him. And, um, and you know, I think it's good to have kind of that player voice in, in management. Um, but as far as, you know, how Dwayne was involved in this process, you know, there, there hasn't been a lot of uh, real information on that other than, yep, you know, Dwayne Wade's part of the ownership group and, and could have stepped in in, in some sense. And, you know, maybe those discussions happen during the offseason as far as, like, okay, how are these decisions going to be made differently from now on? Um, But, you know, I I don't think that he was a major role player in this by any means. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune, covers the Jazz on the Matt Mosley show with Garrett Ross. Um, You know, the actual play on the court has been overshadowed. Now they're down 1-0, and and we got to see – I mean, I I would say that – Morant is a major problem for anybody because he just the quickness and the the acrobatic ability and all of that. Uh, Royce just seemed like some of those uh, some of their tactics, for instance. And you've watched Royce do this. Um, he's a really good defender. He does a lot. Sometimes he's asked to do too much. I never understand like why they try to one on one. And you see this happen in other NBA teams. They'll send a guy like. 25, 26 feet away. Well, yes, John Morant's going to go by you at that point. And then, of course, right. he's so slithery that he's so athletic. He's going to, you know, as, as, as nice as favors. And then, of course, Rudy fouls out. I mean, I, it, it, Morant is a problem. And I'm just, I, it, it, they, the adjustments in my mind weren't there in this game uh, to kind of to shut that down. It was like Brooks got rolling. They finally maybe quieted that down a little bit. And then Morant was going there at the end. And that's where I think you get into some problems with Donovan out. Not that Donovan is an elite defender. You know, I think he's, he's certainly not. But, you know, so you, you have Mike Conley and you have Royce O'Neal as, as positive perimeter defenders on the team. And you, 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 you know, assign one of those guys to guard John, one of those guys to guard Dylan. Um, but then when you have one of those guys in foul trouble or one of those guys just taking their normal bench rest, then all of a sudden you kind of run out of perimeter athleticism on the Jazz team. And, you know, it's, nice to have 
Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich and George Niang, those are terrific players and, and obviously some of the best role players in the league, so you're, you're not complaining about that, but they're not the kind of guys who you can use to defend John Morant and Boyan Bogdanovich. So, and John Morant and Dylan Brooks, I should say. So, I, you know, I, I think what you, if you do reintroduce Donovan Mitchell back into the, into the lineup in game two, uh, you, you hope Mike Conley isn't in foul trouble again, certainly is not a guy that's usually in foul trouble. Uh, last night was the first game all season long that Rudy Gobert fouled out. Then I think, you know, basically everyone kind of shifts to their correct role defensively and you have matchups that make sense, but, but you're right. You know, I think as is, you know, I, I think it was kind of untenable for the jazz to get stops down the stretch uh, because they, they didn't have really the personnel that made it made sense. You know, you've been at times, I think, sort of tough on Clarkson, but I think you were right. He went through a lull. And then in games like last night, I mean, he, you know, I think they do best when they're just passing the ball around like crazy. What Quinn always says is like, okay, ball sticking, ball sticking too much. Don't you, do you feel like Clarkson kind of obviously in the last few weeks got it going again, found his role, was getting past players, getting to the rim. But then last night, it, I guess what happens is when they get down, uh, he gets into hero ball mind mindset. And he is capable of taking over a game, obviously. But that seems too much to ask of him on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because you're right. He is capable of it and has shown the ability to get the Jazz back in games that, you know, they hadn't had any business belonging in. But I, I do think that, you know, sometimes he can shoot you out of a game, too, and, and that's what we saw last night. You know, Quinn Snyder talks about making what he calls .5-second decisions. Is you've got to know when you catch the ball, or you're going to dribble, you're going to pass it, you're going to shoot it. And you gotta, you've got to make those moves right away. Um, and you're right. I think the Jazz play their best basketball when they're like a similar facsimile to the, the 2014 Spurs, where it's just, you know, one-touch pass, move the ball, move the defense, and get open shots or open layups. And when you have Jordan Clarkson kind of dribbling the air out of the ball, um, it, it makes it really tough, right? It makes it, it, it takes away a lot of what the Jazz are good at in favor of Jordan Clarkson doing his thing. Now, when, you know, when he's on fire, that's, that's great. And even if he had gone, you know, two of eight, three of eight from three point line last night, you know, the Jazz would have won the game, but instead he goes over eight. You know, I think he has some bad forays to the rim. He had four turnovers. Um, and, and so, yeah, you add it all up, and it was a really negative performance from Clarkson. Now, you know, we, we know if, if anyone is capable of, uh, you know, having a better game after a cold shooting night, it is Jordan Clarkson. You know, the guy does not – is not a guy that lingers on his bad performances. But, um, you know, I think when – again, it does come back to Donovan coming back, using some of those possessions. And then even when Donovan's off the court, I would like to see more of those go to Joe Ingles um, and run that pick and roll with Rudy Gobert or Derek Favors because he is such a good pick and roll player um, that it's it's a really good play for the Jazz. All right, I think the best news, uh, Andy, is that uh, Ted Lasso was mentioned in today's press conference, <laughs> and so Quinn talking about Ted Lasso and discussing Donovan's uh, injury. Your favorite animal is a goldfish because it has a memory of ten seconds. So, um, Andy, have you watched Ted Lasso? I have, and you know, you're the second person to ask me that today. Number one was Quinn Snyder, so uh, <laughs> you know, I think I'm in good look, company. Uh, I, I mean, first of all, it's actually a pretty brilliant piece of uh, Quinn Snyder um, press management, right? To be like, all right, and, you know, I was—I'll be honest—I was asking the hard questions in in this press conference. 
you know, how this was mismanaged so badly. And, you know, so that Quinn got a, a funny line from a good TV show in there, um, lightened the mood up considerably. But, yeah, Ted Lasso, great. Uh, everyone should watch it. And, you know, Quinn was right about that, that, you know, it probably pays for the Jazz to move on and forget that, that this happened and, and try to win game two because, they'll you know, obviously the Grizzlies have shown that they're a tough opponent that needs their full attention. Keep asking the tough questions. Lord knows McMahon's not going to do it, Andy. So <laughs> and I've known him forever, so I say that in, in jest. But uh, Lord, yep. uh, but uh, anyway, listen, uh, appreciate it. Always fun to visit with you, and hopefully they'll get this. Get the. I don't want you to check out after one series. You need this. This team needs to hang in there for a little while, and we need Donovan to be able to, um, uh, you know, get past this Shaq thing, this silliness from Shaq. And you've done a good job documenting that TNT angle as well. But uh, thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, no problem. And, uh, yeah, if the Jazz win this series and Alice wins the next one, I hope to see you soon.